Hey folks, welcome back to the DC Freecast. My name is Brian. With me, as always, are Vince and Zach. We are here to talk about the comics that are coming out on the 12th of April, 2022. My daughter's 10th birthday. Happy Aww. birthday, Amelia. Happy birthday. And uh, Sorry first... we took your dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're recording this before her birthday, so all is forgiven. Not the, the illusion. <laughs> the general... the illusion, Brian. Uh, I, I think you meant just... just which, the... which of these comics are you going to get her for her birthday? <laughs> Uh, Green Lantern number twelve. <laughs> yeah, uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El number ten. Uh, anyway, I'm certainly not going to get her Flashpoint Beyond number zero, written oh by Jeff Johns. Oh boy, uh, and illustrated by Eduardo Riso. Um, all right, Zach, I want to start with you on this because I feel like you were the one who was most into the idea of a Flashpoint sequel. Yeah. In fact, I think you are the only one who was into the idea of a Flashpoint sequel. Probably. So tell us, does this scratch that Flashpoint 2011 itch for you? Only in the slightest. Just barely. There's one part where, and even this is kind of muddled and confusing, um, but there's a part in the issue that I think is like supposed to be a newscast, maybe, where like someone is interviewing Wesley Dodds. Is yes. that... Is that what's happening in that section? Because that was really unclear. I think so. It was very unclear. Where it kind of describes the going ons of the of the Flashpoint universe, um, with like right. the state of the world, with the the like Amazon Atlantean conflict, and like where some of the other heroes are, and like that's all the good Elseworld shit that I love, and that's that's what I want. But that was like too maybe three pages of this comic. And, and it was kind of, like I said, very muddled and unclear about what was even happening. It was really confusing because like they talked about um, the Sandman as like a third person. And they were also talking to Wesley Dodds. What's Dodds our man? No, Wesley Dodds the Sandman. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wesley Dodds. So maybe it's like yeah. a different Sandman, but that was confusing to me because I was like, it's funny now that you're saying that I totally read that as our man being interviewed, not Sandman, because yeah, because of that part. I was like, oh, you just my mind went there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's like he's he's talking to a character who is associated with Sandman, but talking about Sandman like it's a different person. Unless and maybe it's like a secret know. identity thing. Yes, I was just gonna say maybe it's because he doesn't know that. he doesn't know it's the Sandman. But they were also talking about like Wesley Dodds's dreams, like at the beginning of that thing. So like the interviewer or the person talking to him seemed to know that he had like Sandman powers or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was very weird and confusing, unclear. Um, I, I will say that like, I unironically am here for the mime and marionette shit <laughs> with mm-hmm. Batman and the time mm-hmm. and the time masters. Um, that is like, okay. I say unironically, it is semi-ironic, but it's also on. I, I don't know. It's that weird blurred line between ironic and, and unironic. I don't know. I, I'm kind of here for that just a little bit. Um, the divine continuum. <laughs> that that is that. That's the yeah. best part of this guy. That's uh, my thing. The phrase um, the phrase divine continuum to be like the overarching DC thing is is good. Yeah. But all the Thomas Wayne stuff, oh my gosh, could not care less what in the world. The the only bit of that that I was at least like moderately ready to soy for was the fact that it did 
I, I you know you had that like continuity uh tickle where it referenced that like it, Thomas Wayne had just been Omega sanctioned by Darkseid and right, Justice, right. Justice League Incarnate. That was like the only thing I was like, okay, it is at least like referencing this thing that happened in another comic that I only kind of liked. Um, so <laughs> that joy that co- superhero comics, only only superhero comics can give you, you know? Yeah, um, yeah the, so, the continuity jolt. Yeah, the continuity jolt. Uh, so no, this was, this was, this is really bad. I think yeah. everyone yeah. knows that Barry Allen fixed the timeline at the end of Flashpoint. What this book presupposes <laughs> is maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> and and I do want to just finish up by saying, like, even the even the Risso art, mm. not, not his best, not work. the best Risso I've seen. No, definitely not. No, there's a couple individual panels. <clears throat> there's a couple individual panels that I think are pretty good, just um, mood wise or or like. Uh, just kind of the, the like mood or, or aesthetic that they're trying to evoke, like um, Thomas standing at in the graveyard. Some of that stuff looks okay on its own or, or makes some sort of impression, but as a sequential work, I get, yeah, not the best. And also sometimes even incomprehensible, like with the, I think part of that stuff with Sandman is um, John's fault, but I also think the art, the art just doesn't doesn't give the assist there either mm-hmm. um, to help the reader out at all. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I think that this this feels le- this feels half baked in every sense. Like, what if we do a sequel to Flashpoint? Okay, what's the story? Well. What if Flashpoint never stopped? But they don't really give a good explanation for why that would happen. It just seems like this is a, this is a, an idea that was undercooked on almost every level. The art, and I, I think that Riso's art generally is quite good. I like. Oh, I think Riso is a great artist. Like, yeah, especially one of the best of the kind of you know two thousands era. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, one one of the ones that I would kind of put up there is like the def- definitive artist of that era. Yeah, and I feel like this is just this is not great resale art. It's not great John, and and I don't think Johns has written a great comic in a very long time. But there were parts of Doomsday Clock that felt like old Johns a little bit, or at least the ECU stuff. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, sc- scratch that Johns itch. This does not scratch that Johns itch at all. This feels like subpar work from everyone involved. And it does not make me excited for the story. Like all this had to do, the, the the presumptive point of this issue was to get me excited for the miniseries, and it did the exact opposite of that. I was kind of interested in the idea of the miniseries. I was not looking forward to it, but I thought, oh, this could be interesting. And now I feel like, well, there's no way this is going to be interesting. <laughs> it completely killed it for me. Yeah, I, I, I. Part of me still thinks that it could become interesting depending on the inter- the, the direction it goes. Um, like if this is, well, no, even, I don't know. I Coming into this series, I kind of wondered if this was going to be like the, if Justice League Incarnate was Thomas Wayne's final crisis and this was his return of Bruce Wayne where he is like, you know, imprisoned in the Omega sanction and like doing 
basically if this was a grant morrison comic i was excited <laughs> to like it um <laughs> but i don't think that's what it's gonna do i don't i don't know what this flashpoint stuff is going to do i am more interested in the whatever is going on with bruce um i'm very intrigued by the by the last couple of pages one uh did either of you look up that the the corky baxter character oh i know corky baxter yeah i was not familiar with corky baxter do you know what happens to Corky Baxter? I don't know what happens to Corky Baxter. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> uh, well, let, let me guess. He dies in some grisly way in the in the 2000s. No, Perhaps even Jeff Johns did it. I don't even think it was in the 2000s. I think it was in the 90s. I think it was like six or seven issues after he was introduced. He loses the ability to travel through time. And so he hangs himself. Ah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That yeah. tracks. Yeah. 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 So, um, not exactly excited to see what John's might or might not do with that. Um, but this, this, this little tease about like the time masters punishing Bruce in some way by altering his, his, his timeline, his past, that, that is at least kind of a slightly interesting angle. If, if it leads to some kind of like big lasting uh, change to Batman. Yeah, but it won't. It might no. though. It no, might. It, no, it won't. I could. Okay, lasting is maybe if it if it changes the Batman status quo significantly for like two or three years, then I think it'll be interesting. Okay. How though? And why? What would they do? I don't know what they could do. Uh, see, I don't think. See, I, I I think that this is. I think we talked about this in the show. Maybe this was just a lads chat conversation, but I feel like. This is the definition of giving John something that feels important, but ultimately means nothing because it's siloed off in this alternate reality and he can do whatever the fuck he wants over there, but none of it has to touch what's happening in the DCU. I mean, Doomsday Clock was almost that already. There really haven't been many ripples from Doomsday Clock felt in other DC books, and that ostensibly was in, quote, our world, right? Like the world of the DC universe. This is clearly set outside of that, and I think that the Batman stuff... No, is... it's the Batman stuff is set in ours. But, 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 but I was going to say, I don't think the Batman stuff is going to... I think that's going to be a minor piece of the story. Oh, uh, I think I, I think it's going to be pretty significant. I, I see that as kind of the framing device upon which the story is set, but I think most of it's going to be Flashpoint stuff. I don't... I don't... I think it will be like two thirds flashpoint, one third Bruce. I, I think it's going to be a little bit more significant. I don't know that I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be good, but I think that it will be more significant. Perhaps. I think, uh, I think it's really weird to be doing this at the same time as dark crisis. Well, see, I, I don't necessarily, because I think this is like, a like not even thinly disguised like backdoor uh dark crisis tie-in yeah i don't know about that um that's a good question i i will this tie in at all i think it i think the reason i think that is because i think like thomas wayne was in justice league incarnate and his story is like part of the williamson meta narrative and this is just the next piece of his story and i think he will get funneled back into dark crisis after this you do yeah mm. i oh that see you could be you could be right my impression of it was 
that was Williams Williamson saying passing the buck on that. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know okay. what? Jo- John's is coming back and they're letting him write something. You know what? Go ahead. Take this guy. I don't need him. <laughs> Maybe, but I feel like he, I feel like he played a pretty significant role in both infinite frontier and justice league incarnate. Yeah. Like I, I just, Williamson well, put a I lot of time it, into him. Yeah. For better or worse. Right. Um, right, but I, I don't want to say what I'm thinking, but why not? Because I don't think it's it is too raw. Yeah, <laughs> let's just say like I don't think that I don't think that this stuff is going to play as nicely with. I don't think they're going to play those. These stories are going to play nicely with. One oh, another. I don't think they will at all. I think it. I think it's. I think this and the Gold Lantern stuff are like the this is this is countdown to final crisis <laughs> is what i think maybe not to that level of like buffoonery mm-hmm. <laughs> and like haphazardness but i i think it's on the same wavelength okay all right well then maybe we agree a little more than we think but um yeah. holy shit i think this book sucks though um <laughs> like i was almost appalled reading it really um first of all fucking dump mime and marionette and anything having to do with watchmen why why does that need to be in here oh no that's the good stuff though no when i when they said it's janie slater's watch i i got like the biggest douche chills (laughs) reading that like why do this don't I don't do it. You don't have to do it. Well, uh, at this point, why not do it though? Watchmen, yes. Watchmen it means nothing anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm not I'm not even coming at it from really from a creator's rights perspective because that is all out the window and that like I do not expect that. You know, like all my misgivings about that are kind of they exist but they're they exist separate from this, you know. I just think it's a taste thing (laughs) to me. It's just bad taste to even do that because it's not what, what point does that even serve in the story? You know, we we don't know yet. I don't know. And I don't know that whatever it is, it's not going to (laughs) be. I, I am just intrigued by it's not even the audacity of it. It, it it's the because it's not audacious. It's not no, like it's, it's not boring. It's created. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it's not. But it is like a. I okay. So I will admit part of my affinity for mime and marionette just comes down to the one for kissing, one not for kissing joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot I, they were the origin of that joke. You're right. I, I will admit that that is part of it. Like maybe like seventy. Five percent, maybe. You, you just so think I, I marionettes just get, nice with it. I just get happy anytime they show up because it reminds me of that time when we were at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so there's that. But also, this is like John's entire thing is m- mystery and spectacle, and this is like the only card that he has left to play in those regards is this is the the 
the Watchmen Doomsday Clock stuff. Like he he has nothing else in his pocket anymore. So to yeah, me, like, and you you can tell. Yeah, the only thing yeah. that even remotely interests me in reading like a John's comic at this point is just like, okay, well, what's he gonna do with this? Mm-mm. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, this is this is your card that you're gonna play. Like, what what are you gonna do with it? I know what you mean, but I my argument is then we don't need any more John's comics. Well, that is probably true that you're and, not wrong. You're not. And wrong. frankly, like, you know, again, without like slandering anybody, like, why change from last week? You asshole. I just, yeah. put some, just put some Austin Powers quotes over it. Do I make you horny, baby? Just say that I said that instead of what I really said. We, we can't be honest on this podcast. You know, you know, I thought we had freedom of speech in this country. Oh, God. <laughs> Here I am. Maybe I'll go uh, read my list of uh, boring DC creators over on the Joe Rogan show. He'll have me. <laughs> to be fair, I did put in the Patreon description what people we bleeped out. So if you what? want to know who been slandered, go <laughs> no, donate, five, go donate five bucks a month at patreon.com slash DC3cast. <laughs> Wait a minute. You went through all that trouble to put in the condoms are for sailors quote. And then you just went and put it in the Patreon post. They pay us, man. So for five dollars, that, you that's, your, who that's your boring. price. Yeah. That's your price. No, 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 that's your price, buddy. That's, that's, your the in, that's the indecent proposal that the DC3 <laughs> agrees to. Uh, just trying to boost our numbers however I can, baby. I um, man, we've said <laughs> we've said worse things about creators that, that and that's why I put it in there because it's okay. It's, it, it adds to the bit. Um, I just called three writers boring. Like you call, technically, you call four writers boring. Well, that's all. Yeah, well, two of them are a pair. Right. Um, so I, I just want to say something here before I forget, which is about the Watchmen of it all. This is the equivalent, and this is a reference specifically for Vince. Though Zach might be familiar with this episode of The Simpsons, also, this is an equivalent of. Um, Paul McCartney says to Lisa, do you want to hear a song? And she says, yes. And then Apu sings Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. <laughs> like, uh, John's like, you want some Watchmen characters? We're like, yeah. And then he gives us my marionette. Like, it is, it's not even giving you what we, it's not even giving the reader what they want. Like, I don't want that. <laughs> but, okay, but, but like, the there, thing, but there also, are people who want that, though. I don't, I don't want John's to give me Watchmen characters. I only want him to give me more my marionette. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. But if you're, if the selling point of this is, hey, there's some Watchmen over here, the people who are going for that reason, who are attracted by the shiny Watchmen stuff, are going to be pissed that the only Watchmen characters they're getting are not actually Watchmen characters. That's what I don't want those characters either. But I, I think that's a big part of the pitch of this is that like this is kind of a doomsday clock Watchmen thing, and you know it begins with Jenny Slater's watch. So like that's you know I I also am morbidly fascinated to see if we get any five G juice out of this. Yeah, I. I have to say that any morbid curiosity I had was, was pretty much squashed by this issue. And um, it's a zero issue. And we've had, we've definitely had many instances in the past of zero issues proving to not be representative of the comic that would follow. Sure. Sure. It's, it's happened. Um, But I think, you know, Brian, you said, people are coming to these comics looking for Watchmen characters crossing over into the DCU. I think there and are think, some people, I'm not saying everybody, yes. but there are no, people no, no. who want that. Yeah. 
Correct. Yep. I, I, yep. Yep. I got you. It makes me think I should not be doing a DC comics podcast that these people exist, but, um, Oh, I've long, I've long thought that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what I, you guys make me read this stuff though. So yeah, we do. I'm going to find things to be excited about. So if you ask me like what I wanted coming into this, which you'll recall when we talked about the announcement, I don't want this. I don't want this at all. I don't want any more John's books. I don't want any more, any of this, but since I had to read it, if you're asking me what I would want to read from this book, especially a zero issue or a prologue, I wanted more of the flashpoint stuff. And there was almost none of it. Like I want more of the Atlantean Amazonian war. I want more of the, the Superman. We got one panel of the Superman. Yes. We got, I do, I do think we will get more of that stuff. I think I you're probably too. right, but I want it. I want that to be, I want that to be the story. I want that to be the substantial. Like if I have to read this, give me a story that really works all of that stuff over, maybe reevaluates it, maybe tries to make it better in retrospect somehow and skip the Bruce shit and skip the doomsday clock by marionette. I, I don't need any of that. That stuff put me off so much. Bruce, Bruce and Thomas in this both seem like psychos. They do. Yes, they are psychos. They are psychos. But like, okay, when I say that, like, I mean, like more than normal, you know, like, remember when we talked about the Tom King Batman run and I said, like, this Batman seems like an absolute sociopath psycho. Just take it as a given that Batman in general is. And it's even more over the top in a way that's like distasteful. I think um, like there's a way like Batman is a psycho, but he's cool, right? <laughs> this Batman is not cool at all. He's it's disturbing. <laughs> I don't know. I think Batman should be written more like Rorschach. <laughs> um, I would I would agree with you if we didn't have to read 12 books a month that have him in it. You know what I mean? Like if they made Bruce Wayne into a weird little psycho all the time, but we only had to deal with like tastes of him once in a while, then, then great. But the fact is, is like, we're stuck with this guy in our comics (laughs) month after month after month. I want him to be cool then. No, no, he sucks. You're right, Zach. You're right. You're right. That's why. That's why I don't like. I'm just though. being like, antagonistic. He's fine. No, no, no. no you're it depends totally on who's right. writing it. No, it depends on who's writing him. Yeah, yeah. But I just, you know, like, and also, okay. Before I shut up about this, I know this ties in with like. This ties in with the, the, the with the with the Batman stuff, but I don't need this clock killer. This clockwork killer thing either. Like. Again, put the focus on Flashpoint. That does feel like like one one bridge too far. There yeah. there are too many things happening in this comic, and that that is the one that I think, and it's the name of the arc too. Is that, that's the thing? It's like quote unquote the most important thing in that the name of this issue is like it's like the Clockwork Killer Part One or whatever. Um, yep. Yeah. 
and it's like yeah who who even cares about that um <laughs> yeah. unless like who is the clock, clockwork killer gonna be it's gonna be like uh oh okay total tangent but i just it's gonna be a, Janie slater <laughs> another oh. reason this is clearly like a, a dark crisis thing is like uh psycho pirate is in this oh yeah yep another that's another reason yeah what was the he, he, what was the comic? It wasn't Infinite Frontier, was it? Or or what was the comic where he said, "I, I need to go and be in a different event now"? <laughs> Remember that? He like literally are, told somebody that. Are you talking about at the end of the house of, or the Tower of Arkham Arkham Tower thing? Or I don't think it, about. I don't think it was that recent. I think it was. Was it the? Um, it wasn't that like one shot was it the like secret maybe. Files thing or maybe was it... it was the secret files i thought at the end of that he no that's just where he gets like possessed by dark side or whatever or he gets okay. like the dark the omega yeah. suit um but you know and... what i'm talking about no i don't remember no. that some one of our intrepid listeners knows what i'm talking about at some point he says like i need to get out of here because i'm needed in another event <laughs> Well, that was Arkham Tower. That was what he, he was. He needed to go do that. Oh, so he was going to Arkham Tower. Well, shit. Now he's in a third event. I don't know that. Um, <laughs> he wasn't in Justice League Incarnate at all, right? No, he was in Infinite Frontier, though. That was the last uh, time we saw him. Was that? I guess. Well, regardless, he's here now. He's here with his wife. <laughs> but it's a different... <laughs> But it's a, I, we assume it's a different. It's Tony not Sell. like it's not our psycho pirate though. I'm gonna It's uh, <laughs> it's Roger Hayden, which I believe was. Yeah, but it's probably the Flashpoint Roger Hayden. See, but I always think there's only one Roger Hayden. Well, yes. because listen to him talk. He says you're not the commissioner, and Bruce is supposed to be that. Uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I forgot that that was even the dialogue. Um, <laughs> yeah, how do you get there? What happened to him at the end of uh, uh, Infinite Frontier? No, he wasn't. I, I'm just going to quote you, Zach. This doesn't we make don't sense. know yet. Yeah, it doesn't make Please. sense. That doesn't make sense. Oh, hang on. I'm finding where he said our, our good old friends at Comic Book Resources, our, one of our favorite websites. It was the final issue of Infinite Frontier by Joshua Williamson Zermanico, where he said, I'm needed in another event. He literally said that? Yeah, that was like the dialogue. That was the dialogue. Yes. <laughs> I, How do I not remember that? I don't. I don't know that either. That's fine. I don't know because we laughed about it on the show about how great that line was. Yeah. I'm gonna take a picture of it and send it to you guys. I mean, I believe you. I'll go. Yeah. yeah, I know, but you gotta see it. You gotta see it. <laughs> you you gotta you gotta post it. You gotta see the baby. <laughs> you gotta see the baby. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> all right sending well, it to well, williamson probably didn't know he was going to be in tower of Ar- arkham tower i don't know why i keep saying tower of arkham well he was um, he's writing batman at the same time he probably absolutely knew that he didn't know he wasn't writing batman then infinite frontier ended before tinyan left that's true okay there you, you guys see that he's got the omega symbol it, yes, on his yeah. chest and everything uh-huh uh-huh uh see, that's fun we laughed about that that is fun we he's... had a jolly good time Oh, well, then that makes me think that this is even more planned. 
This is unless uh, the other event was the Arkham Tower. No, that that wasn't. In, I don't think that was even in the cards yet. I think that that was like. And you think this was planned a year ago? Yeah. Damn, son. I think that this has been planned since like Doomsday Clock ended. What? Why wouldn't it have been? What is John's thinking about? Other than uh, redacted, other than redacted, other than redacted. <laughs> oh no! Okay, now, oh, now, Lord. put 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 Austin over that. No, redacted works. That's fine. Have him say that sort of thing. Ain't my bag, baby. <laughs> so, um, oh yeah. Well, I mean, like, Zach, here's what I think. Yeah, of course. What is? Yeah, John's sitting around thinking about comics he would write or whatever, but nobody else knows that. I think people know. Somebody I knows. I don't Jim think Lee knows. I don't think Jim Lee knows. knows. Jim Lee knows, and I'm mm. sure Jim Lee said, "Okay, Johns is doing something." <laughs> I wonder if Jim Lee has any sort of relationship with uh, with Johns, because I we always heard that that the Dio and uh, I'm sure he has some relationship because they did Justice League together. But what I mean is, like, we always heard that the Dio and uh, and Johns had like a, uh, an antagonistic relationship, somewhat, or at least a a competitive relationship, right? So I wonder if uh, I wonder what sort of what sort of relationship they have. Yeah. Anyway, we have spent a lot of time on this comic. Yeah, and, and it's not and very good. It stinks. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's move on. Oh, here. We, we didn't even mention the most psychotic thing in the issue. Hey, I'm sorry to hijack. No, go, this. no, no, no. Let's go for it. It's fine. The whole thing where where Thomas is trying to get Barry to remember that he became the flash and, <laughs> and then murders him and then murders him. I mean, to be fair, someone else, someone else murdered murder, him. But, but yeah, like, yeah. but but come on. OK, okay. that arrow is almost incidental. Like, yeah, no, exactly. this was this, this is the same thing that happened in Final Christ or Flashpoint. They were doing the same thing. This is how they did it. Yeah, but <sighs> he was re- he was recreating it. It's still psychotic, but that, yeah, that that's what I mean. It's just I don't I didn't remember that about Flashpoint, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that's I ta- like how, that's, I take your word for it. I don't. That's that how either. it happened. They uh, really? Yeah, that's wait exactly how it happened. Well, how, wait, how did he know that? I was just gonna say, how does how does Thomas know that? What do you mean? How does he know it? How does he know that? Bear, how does he? It was he, the other way around. Huh? Barry set that all up. And Thomas knows it because Barry did it. He's seen it before. Like, this is how it happened. Yeah. But why did why did Barry do that? So that he could get his powers back. He didn't have his powers. Oh, uh, I, I see. I see. OK. OK, boy, I was. Yeah. OK. I did that differently. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because. Yeah, there's like that whole that's like the cover of that issue is like him on the in the electric chair because um, he like has uh, to get his powers back. Don't remember that at all. If you think I remember covers from Flashpoint, uh, buddy. I mean, the yeah. The the thing about it. Yeah. OK. OK. Well, that OK. That makes more sense then. Never mind. It's still psychotic, but it. At least it makes internal logical sense. Yeah. OK. Sorry, I had I'd forgotten all of that. <laughs> because right. the confusing thing about it is like if the Flash, if Barry was the one who caused the Flashpoint, like ostensibly in this 
timeline, Barry doesn't know that he did that, but in the previous one, he did. I don't remember how he how he remembered. Okay. That that was that's what's confusing to me, but yeah, I don't I don't remember how he remembered in Flashpoint that he did it, but he that's like the crux of Flashpoint is he does remember somehow, yeah. and but in this he doesn't. But in this he doesn't. But Thomas does because he's in a loop. Yeah, that's why he's talking about like you know he is having he talks about in this comic that he's the one having to like explain to Barry what happened, whereas in in Flashpoint, Barry goes to Thomas, looking thinking that he's Bruce for right. help. Right. Right. Um, yep. Yeah. And has to has to like convince him. Ah, we really should have finished Crisis Management before we no. <laughs> back into yeah. this. No. <laughs> no. No, it's fine. Who cares? Brian Whatever. did even try to get us to read Flashpoint before this, and we we nixed it. Yeah, we, I, we both were like, "Yeah, fuck that." We don't. <laughs> what what possible reason could there be for me to need to do well, that? Well, I did. I clearly didn't need to because I have an encyclopedic memory of what happened in that event. I'm the only one. Yeah, you're some. You're like a savant where like you remember how many issues the issues uh, a new 52 comic ran uh, all that info has been like pushed out by other useless <laughs> trivia i can still get a few of them though uh-huh. all right sorry let's 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 move away from this let's actually take a break because we, we talked for a long time have we talked yeah. about any other books yet or is this no, the only this one we've talked about, about, about so far we are fucked what is wrong yeah. with us so let's take a break <laughs> when we come back we'll talk about some other shitty comics so stay tuned no they're good ones Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at MultiversityComics.com. Each week, we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. And each month, we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed, like Dan Clow's Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commanding. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinborough, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe Subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. All right, we're back. Let's talk about Green Lantern number 12. <laughs> 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 All right, maybe I wish we were on YouTube now. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> Zach's jaw unhinged like the yeah. like like a like a like a Oda drawing. <laughs> Written by Jeffrey Thorne, illustrated by Tom Rainey and Marco Santucci. Guys, this sucks, but you like it to so talk no, about. Oh, it. it was good. It's so good. Okay, I just want to say that for multiple months now, Brian has been censoring me. Because yep. when we when we reviewed Green Lantern number ten, he destroyed the copy twice, maybe yeah. even three times. <laughs> that, was, um, that is not what happened. Uh, when I said that I liked it, and then they chose to review issue eleven on a week that I couldn't record. Uh, so I've been saying for months that this comic is good, and now. I demanded that we talk about the final issue. We all wanted to talk about the issue. Don't, no, don't be... I had to. I had to. I had to force you. I had. I threatened no. to quit. Uh, I said, if we don't talk about Green Lantern number twelve, I'll quit. Uh-huh. And uh, and now we're going to talk about it. And this is a good comic. 
It is good. I'm but gonna I let you guys to, go. I want Vince to talk about it first. I'm gonna let you, you guys go off. But but but, but I want to say one thing first. Okay. This is the ugliest comic in a decade. Mm. This is a really ugly comic. I think guys. that this is some of the best work that Rainey has done on the series so far. Yeah. Anything with John talking to like the source is fine. Oh, you mean Jack Kirby? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Everything else in this is trash. Go ahead. Um, no, I don't think so. This trash is, is harsh. This is Here, a really ugly comic, guys. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. Before I get into this issue, I I'm not going to pretend as though I enjoyed this series for 12 full issues. I think after issue one and maybe up to issue eight or nine or so, it lost its way. Having the two split stories, it was difficult to care about one or the other necessarily, especially when John was apart from everybody. It was, it was really tough going. I think the way that this comic is structured well, maybe if, if you went back and read it now, it wouldn't be as bad because you, you understand how all the pieces are fitting together. But I think along the way, it really did not do itself any favors. Like, it, it was almost actively repelling readers by being uh, obtuse in that way. Um, I think in this final arc, if you want to call it, it, it really finally sorts out what its emotional core is and what you should care about out of all of the stuff that you've seen. And I think it's just unfortunate that it wasn't able to do that all the way through. I also do think that the art has been extremely uneven throughout this whole run. I think this issue is one of the best looking issues. And I think the important parts when it really matters, like when John is talking to Kirby and some of the stuff towards the very end is, is really, it, it may not be the style of art that I prefer or, or like best, but I think it does a really good job of getting across the emotional beats that it's going for. Um, even if I wouldn't say it's among my favorite art, like I think it's, it's doing the job better than it did in earlier issues. I think, I think it's more suited towards this issue than it has in the stories of previous issues necessarily. I think, I, I don't think that's unfair, but I still think it only gets partially there. Well, what, what do you have a bigger problem with the rainy art or the San Santucci art? Santucci, 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 Santucci. Yeah. Um, is Rainy doing... Rainy is the John stuff right. or the John Stewart stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's more the Santucci art in this. I, I think I think you might have that reversed actually. No, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. Rainy is Rainy is the stuff. There's a page like 13 in our PDF where Hal. Anything with Hal, pretty much is Santucci. Is Santucci? Then yeah. That's that's the worst. That's worse in this issue than the Rainy stuff is. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yep. I agree. The Rainy stuff, you know, Rainy is who we have ragged on pretty consistently since the Future State stuff. Yes, yes. This is this is some of the best Rainy we've seen. Yeah, and and I think it's good. I, I would I would go as far as to say it's good. I think it's yeah. fine. I don't think it's good. Yeah. So anyway, 
I'm going to really let Zach go off on this. I don't want to steal too much because I'm sure we're going to have very similar thoughts, but Mm -hmm. I, I cannot tell. Okay. To, to back it up just a little bit for a second, the last couple issues. Yeah. We reviewed the one without you, Zach. I think, did that even make it on the show? Cause didn't we accidentally delete that? That that was number 10 and it wasn't actually deleted. Zoom didn't record it properly. Okay. But then Ryan didn't record record it. The whole extra thing. And you didn't record that. You forgot to hit record. No, no. We had like a minute of that in it. It wasn't, we we did not record a whole thing. It was a very short. It was an extra thing. That you Brian still, threw that away you the still, file. You still threw away the file. <laughs> and God damn it. Um, <laughs> well, here, what my point. Okay. So those recent issues, I, I said, it's, it's driving towards an idea that I really like, and it's not quite getting there yet, but you can see the gears turning and it's doing some things that like, it's doing some of the things that I love when Morrison does it's, touching some of those things, but not quite getting there. This, I wouldn't say this is Morrisonian, even though, I mean, it is kind of like, in, it, it, it's not the creator themselves writing about themselves, but it is kind of Animal Man in a certain sense, you know, but, but what I'm saying is like, this finally hits the emotional core that I think Thorne has been trying to get to the whole time and just hasn't been able to. The story has just been a little bit too um, roundabout in getting to it. But I think this finally makes the definitive statement on Jon Stewart that Thorne has trying to been get trying to get to where when the Kirby character, the God character in this is talking about how, John keeps rejecting um, ascension, like godhood, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It it reads to me like DC has been reject has been holding John back for years. It's the thing we always talk about when we talk about John Stewart, where he's only allowed to be uh, these two different things, right? right? He's either the soldier or he's the architect who destroyed. She, yeah, yeah. And this is finally like an emotional catharsis of John allowing himself to move on or become something else after all these years. And to use this like avatar of Jack Kirby to do it (laughs) is so wild and yet so like heartwarming. Like my heart was warmed reading that stuff. (laughs) It was, it was it was wild that the effect that this issue had on me. Um, and I'm going to let, I'll let Zach go off now. Cause he's got, he's probably going to be more articulate than I am. I, but. I won't, I won't be more articulate necessarily. I, I <laughs> definitely agree with you. Like the, the John stuff, I think we would all probably agree has been the weakest part of this book so far, or which is kind of sad. Uh, but I do agree that like Thorne really brings it home. Um, and I want to say, like, the best thing about this issue is, like, he really makes all of the Green Lantern, like, the big Earth Green Lantern characters interesting in their own ways. He only yes. really, he, he, well, not all of them, because he doesn't deal with all of them. <laughs> well, all the ones who matter right now. <laughs> 
Oh, sorry, Brian. Yeah, Guy and Kyle aren't in this book inexplicably. But you know what? We have too many Earth Green Lanterns anyway. So um, the effect, uh, not just like the Earth Green Lanterns, but like the core in general. The, this, is, this is a... I don't like to say that a comic is a good comic because of the like way it affects the status quo, but this is a good comic because of the way it affects the status quo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like this is what we were talking about. I feel like, I don't know if it was like on air or off air about like, what, what does DC do with the green lantern books? Like how do they make them like where they've just been kind of adrift for a really long time. Um, really since John John's left. Because like, the, you know, Venditti did some stuff and then there, there have been some other creators who have come in here and there and told a few stories. Morrison went off and kind of did his own weird thing. Their um, own weird thing. The, you're right. Thank you. I apologize. Uh, uh, their own thing. Um, and then uh, N.K. Jemison introduced Joe and did her thing. And, and we've had these just disparate Green Lantern threads for so long. Um. And still kind of like the specter of the of the John's run, like hovering over everything. And this is the closest I feel like that any creator has like come to having like a cohesive, like fresh start for the Green Lanterns to go from. And I, I'm so I'm like energized by that and like very excited about it. Um, you know, John has his own thing now that may or may not even be connected to the Green Lanterns for a while. Um Simon maybe Ion I don't know um, <laughs> there are blue lanterns again badge is a blue lantern I'm pretty, which is <laughs> yeah. the nuttiest thing I've ever seen um, oh there's a pun oh That's my true, goodness yeah. you're right you're yeah. right there's this like concept of like dead green lanterns who have come back as constructs mm -hmm. which is kind of wild because there have been a lot of like uh, Arisia, and... yeah, Arisia, and uh, Isamot Call is there. I think those are the only two that I like look at and really recognize. Um, I have a question about that in a minute, but go ahead. Okay, um, it's just it's just cool to see the lanterns kind of have new roles, kind of new newly defined roles to fill. Um, we assume that Jessica is still a Yellow Lantern, even though. Uh, the dark crisis covers like muck all over the things that I think are cool in the DC right now. Um, so, but I don't know who knows. We'll see. It's well, just, it's just neat. The, and there is one shot in this that I thought was of Jessica, but I couldn't really tell. No, mm. I don't think she's in this. No, I don't think so. But where, where did you think that was no, looking at it now? It's clearly not. There's a scene that it's like an inset panel of somebody getting their lantern. They're getting the ring back. And this is, I can't, I can't believe and I thought that was like a flash of some like that was a shot of Jessica elsewhere. But now that I'm reading it again, it's clearly not. OK, mm. um, I think like finally getting rid of the Guardians for good <laughs> air quotes for good. You know, I think this is the first status quo that we've had in a while that has no Guardians at all. Um, after so many Guardians are bad story is refreshing. Um yeah, I, I just think I think the mechanics of this are very cool. And then I think that the John the character stuff with John really rings through. The only umbrage I really have with this issue is that after giving a lot of I don't want to say like lip service, but like 
kind of talking a big game about moving the spotlight away from Hal. Thorne like clearly like lets Hal supplant Joe as like the more important Green Lantern in the story, and that that is disappointing to me. Mm. I agree with that. <clears throat> so a couple a couple of things uh, reaction to what you said, Zach. First of all, I don't disagree that there is a lot of interesting stuff that sort of could potentially spin out of this. Part of my aversion to this is that I have no confidence anything will spin out of it. And I know that's not the fault of the comic. So it's a little bit unfair for me to criticize the comic because I'm saying nothing's going to come of it. But I think that that's the sad reality is that, you know, whenever you see like John Stewart and the Emerald Knights will return, that usually means they won't because. These- oh, I don't think that's true. Uh, I feel like in the in this situation where it's the end of a run, this is basically them saying never the end at the end. I don't think that's true at all. I think like I wouldn't be surprised if Jeffrey Thorne has an Emerald Knight book coming in like the next three or four months. Oh, I I, I mean, I, I actually wouldn't be opposed to that, but I don't think that's true. Uh, or at least a mini. I I I don't think this is that kind of thing. I don't think this is like a to like uh you know morrisonian never the end type i don't think this is that regardless um i do like where john's character is left at the end of this even though he's left in the horribly ugly future state stuff like i i I like the idea of him and these emerald knights which are we supposed to believe the emerald knights are the constructs no, I think the Emerald Knights are the lanterns who are left in the dark sector, like Kilowog okay, okay. and, and all of See, them. I think it would be more fun if the Emerald Knights, if there was a difference between the Green Lanterns, who are the living people, and then like the constructs as like a separate or like a subset of that group. I think that would be more interesting than just having this kind of like arbitrary name for these certain lanterns. Um, and I presume like there, there's there's their rings are fine. I presume they can get their rings back. So it's not even like they need to not be Green Lanterns, right? Because of because their rings are destroyed. Um, but so I, I like I like where John's character is left. I also like the idea of basically him being told by Kirby, like, you know, you keep rejecting this. You say power corrupts, just don't let it corrupt you, essentially. I thought that was a, that was a nice character beat. But the 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 part that I'm not willing to forgive here is that that comes after if I'm being generous, I'll say nine issues of bullshit. If I'm being more accurate, I'll say 11 issues of bullshit. Um, like to get us there, it doesn't excuse to me how bad the rest of the John stuff was to get us to that place. This ending feels very rushed in a way. Um, even though it, I think it also took too long to get there, it just it feels like there was to me, this feels like a story where the middle arc was cut out. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. What I don't like about the status quo is how it. And I know, like, actually, when I interviewed Thorne about this book, he actually said this to me, and I'm not. And he's right. Like, when you do a book like this, you kind of have to put the pieces back at the end, right? You can't, you can't break everything, and expect DC to give you another job afterwards, right? You have to, you have to at least return most stuff to how it was before you found it. But he but didn't even do that, I don't think. He kind of did that, though. The, with the exception of John, because you got to realize, like, aside from John Stewart, 
nobody else that died Sim- or Simon what? Simon what was Simon really doing beforehand like, nothing he wasn't doing anything okay I will okay I, I will agree with I, I will say that Simon is doing more now but I guess what I'm saying is like there are all these status quo shakeups people died people blah 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 and I, I don't think any of that stuff's gonna stick like I think that I think the characters we got beforehand are the characters we're gonna get after more or less in the same form except for John, if this stuff continues, which I don't really think is going to. I, I think that you're maybe like giving, like being a little too doubtful about like how okay DC is with like letting writers stick to like old continuity. Cause like this references like how and the cosmic grail thing, which was like a venditti thing from the very beginning of rebirth. So like five or six years ago, that, that is getting like reference and paid lip service to here. I think like, I think this is like Green Lantern status quo now. I, I, I think just, this is where the next writer will pick up. I hope so, because that would, that would, there would be some interesting stuff to come from that. But my bigger problem with this issue, besides just the look of it, which again, I just, I, I cannot get behind it, is I just feel like this is a very easy answer for every character. Every character is in a, better place than where they started from nobody has a like a hardship that they have to deal with there is there are no impediments put in these characters this is just they've just just been through their hardships yeah and and then they overcame it and it'll be up to the next writer to come up with the new hardships i just like like the final pages of this issue were intentionally just pouring on hope and goodwill to all these characters, you know, yeah. it was, it was all supposed to be triumph. And I think that really worked. Like even for a moment, Simon thinks that he's not going to have a role. Right. And then all those rings surround him and he becomes like Ion or whatever, <laughs> whatever right. Zach said, but you know, so like to your point, Brian, the, the issue is very, purposeful about how it's trying to give all of these characters a good ending to this arc but see to me like what makes great art is the are the impediments that you have to put in there to make stories interesting Ah, you think one of these characters should have hung himself because yeah this wasn't dark enough for brian no it's not about being dark he wants it's, corky uh-huh <laughs> But, but I mean, like, but what you say that's like, uh, yeah, good stories have like conflicts and impediments, but like at the beginning or in the middle of the story, it's okay to have a story that ends well. I guess I, I don't disagree with that in theory. This just felt too neat to me. It's like everything got wrapped up. Everyone's in a better place. Everyone is fine. And then. I don't know what to hold on to from this. Well, yes. And I mean, I guess like, yes and no, like those, the, the, the lanterns like Kilowog and all of them are still trapped in that like dark sector and, and can or cannot get out maybe, or like have some conflict remaining. Like the green lantern God is there with them. They'll be fine. Well, I'm just saying I'm just I'm just giving counterpoints to like not not everything is like neatly cleanly resolved. I don't know. I, I, I think that's a pretty clean resolution. And like all the guardians died. That's like another that is I, I will I will give points for that. That is good because nobody gives a shit about the guardians. anymore. And and the the 
as far as I know, like the Blue Lantern Corps was dead, and now they have like a there's a Blue Lantern again. So like that's interesting to me. And like there are core Green Lantern Corps members who are now like parts of other cores. That's like another point of contention and conflict that'll have to be dealt with. I, I, you're not wrong about any of that. This just felt very. I don't know. I was not satisfied at the end of this. It felt too clean, too neat, too predictable. Like, what do you, what do they always say about about this stuff, right? Like, no one's actually going to die. Nothing's ever going to really change. It's all going to be just. Oh, that's comic. That's all comics, though. I know, but you have to do something more. Than I that. feel like, like this did more than half the comics. Ninety percent of the comics that we ever read. Like, when is the last time there has been? I think like like any property has had this degree of like status quo shakeup in the last five years, maybe. I mean, I'd say the Superman books right now. Uh, I maybe. I I I I don't know if I would agree with that, but I can entertain the argument. My last point on that is like so to me, you know, when you think about brightest uh, blackest night, for instance, like blackest night ends on a very hopeful note, right? These characters are resurrected and blah blah. But even in that. There are, there's people like, um, uh, I forget who it is. Someone's like, where, where are Ralph and Sue? Everyone's back. Where are they? And there was this like instant conflict of like, wait a minute, not everybody's back. And even though it's this triumphant moment, there is, there is still like an undercurrent of this isn't exactly what we all wanted. There's, there, there's more here. And that's not even talking about like, obviously, Brightest Day was going to come after that, but that wasn't part of it. I just mean like, even even when there was good stuff happening, there was still this undercurrent of concern and depth to the to the action that was happening. And this to me just feels like there's none of that. That's just your opinion, man. I mean, all of this is just our opinion. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just fucking, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I I think that you're being maybe. I feel like maybe you're pushing back on this a little bit harder just because Vince and I are pushing on it so hard. And I no, also think I, you I, already dislike this more than us. I, I, that, that second part is definitely true. I liked this issue more than I thought I would. Um, I, I'm happy to say that, but I still think I, it's not very good. I can't I can't like say I can't say that you are wrong in, in some of the things that you're saying. But I think that some of the complaints are like a little just slightly unfounded. Okay. I don't I don't think that see I don't blame Brian because the the book did b- build up so much bad will over so many months, you know. Um I I I was always the one who liked it the most. I cannot it's it's up there with uh, the first issue is up there with Trinity number one and in, in yes. the greatest, greatest issues DC's ever published, you know? And I agree with that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but, but you, you, you will agree that in the middle, it got really muddled and the, the John stuff. I, I always kind of enjoyed all of the stuff with like Joe and the stuff with, yeah. uh, and so the stuff with Sinestro, right. like that, that stuff I always enjoyed. I think the but John stuff was 
the best stuff in this whole run came in that annual with no, Jessica that no. wasn't written by Rain. That wasn't that written wasn't by Thorne. the best stuff in this whole. Oh, uh, that, that's Jess- Jessica and like Sinestro were in this run. They were in this. In, but the in, but but the best Jessica stuff was in that annual. I think you're maybe overinflating how good that annual was. That annual was good, but I wouldn't say it's like the best stuff of this run necessarily like that was cool stuff i actually can't remember what even necessarily happened in that annual it's mostly uh, just Lisa like jessica yeah. oh yeah just it was mostly just like jessica and sinestro talking uh yeah but it was really good character shit it was good character shit that's true but like i i think it's maybe a little disingenuous to say it was like the best stuff in this green lantern era i don't know that feels a little hyperbolic. Well, I think the best stuff in this Green Lantern run were in the first and last issues. The first and last issues? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. I agree with that. Um, I was going to say something else and now I've lost it. Go ahead, Zach. Finish up. Um. Uh, I don't know if I have anything else to say. Oh, you had it, but oh no, you lost it. Looking back, you shouldn't have fought it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess um, it's not fair to say this at the end of this run because this isn't how we judge comics. But if in a year from now, there's a lot more John Stewart stuff where he is like leading these Emerald Knights in in the group and the the construct lanterns are still a thing and Simon is still in this like new status quo then I will be much more positive about this probably because I'll have felt that this meant something but to me this just feels like a very self-contained story that I don't think we're going to see elsewhere. And I didn't like generously nine twelfths of the story. I guess the thing that I'm just the most perplexed by is why you don't think that this is like the launch pad for whatever the next Green Lantern thing is. Because I think we're getting near a rebirth slash infinite frontier slash new 52 esque soft reboot of everything. We just had that. And this is what we got. But I wait, say that again. We like just had a reboot, and like I know. This, this is the story that we got. So, like, why? Because, because, because I think that every two years or so, we're going to see that again now. But, like, I, this was this, this carried pretty consistently from the Green Lantern stories that had been being told over the last few years. So, I don't, I not don't, I guess, really, I, yeah. I mean, it picked up from the Joe stuff, it referenced stuff from the Vendetta no, no, stuff. No, 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 no. When you say it, it, it picked up from the Joe stuff, it brought okay, Joe it brought in. Joe in. But like, I mean, that was the only it brought Joe in. Like that is Joe was only a 12 issue mini before this. Like it it fleshed out the it it integrated the character into the DCU. I don't see I just I don't feel I, like what I said was wrong. I I guess I feel like so this issue was delayed at least a month. It was, not, yeah, it was delayed not a month. More, yeah. right? Um, I feel like if this was 
a status quo they were interested in continuing, this wouldn't have been phantom canceled because there's not been another issue solicited at all for this. And we would see this touching, like even the stuff that we don't love, or that we don't love, rather, the stuff that doesn't really fit in the overall Infinite Frontier like landscape. We're seeing it somewhat referenced in Dark Crisis. There's 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 a there's a tether someplace with this. This is completely tetherless in the rest of the DC universe. And to me, that makes it seem like all right, well, this isn't something we're gonna, they're gonna continue. Because if they were gonna continue it, then this would have some place in Dark Crisis. And maybe it will, but it looks like there's none of that. Like Vince said, we see Jessica as a Green Lantern on the cover of one of the Dark Crisis issues, even though she's a Yellow Lantern. Well, we, we also see John as just right. a normal Green Lantern exactly. too. Yeah, but, so I, but 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 there's other there's other we can't talk about other stuff that we've seen that there's there's stuff that references this stuff. Yeah, I told you one of the things. I forget that already now. Yeah, yeah I that's can't right. Talk, that's I can't right. talk about it. Yeah, we can't talk about it. But he's he's right. He's right. Okay, uh, I I just I really don't think that mo- I mean, I'm sure some of it will connect because everything comes back at some point, right? But I don't think this is going to be a ma- I don't think this is going to be the launch pad for the new stuff. I think we're going to see a new status quo that will maybe reference some of this stuff, but not not with this is the core of that. If that makes sense, I know that sounds that I'm being pedantic, but I really do think there's a difference between something that is that is referenced here and there versus something that is the well. I mean, like cornerstone. Like, like, do you think like the the power battery will be gone and like Guardians will be dead and Simon will be like the, the like? Do you think all of that stuff will stay? Or I, I, I guess I it is, I guess it is all like very pedantic. I just I just don't really understand why you think that DC is going to like want to just like toss all these story threads out wholesale and just because they're, like because they're gonna, because they're gonna they, want, they just don't do that very much because they're gonna want more quote normal stories to be to, to tell I, you can still tell normal stories with this status quo though i don't know i mean that like look at rebirth like rebirth like the john's rebirth took the status quo of the time and yeah it, like it messed with it a little bit but even that like I, DC typically other than like the new 52 isn't one to just like completely jettison the previous stories that are that are, have have taken place unless it's a case of like a very big writer who wants to do their own thing coming on and jettisoning all of that okay but like and again we have to move on to other stuff we spent so much time talking about two books this week so far uh, let's, although, just cut, let's just cut it after this. We don't. We actually. Else. I, I'm actually totally fine doing that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like all right. While there are little bits of the Venditti run referenced here, this does not really jump off from the Venditti stuff. Would you agree with that? Well, now this run particularly is building off more of the Bendis Superman stuff more than anything. But but but, but the like, Venditti run was the last major we, green lantern run right we're not counting the morrison one series we're not thing. yeah the morrison one doesn't count right essentially yeah yeah um i mean the, i think there will the be a state much... of oa and every, like the state of the green lantern core is like picking up from like where it was in the Venditti run but that's a small piece of this story it's the it's the foundation though like it's the it's like that's i guess think maybe we're like on different wavelengths about like what we're talking about in terms of like 
picking up from. Like, I assume that the next Green Lantern run is going to pick up with the current state of affairs in a similar state to where they are now. Like, whether or not what the next writer does with that is completely up in the air. But I just assume that, like, we aren't just going to pick up the story and there's a power battery again and there are guardians again and, you know, that there aren't multiple colored lanterns again. Like, I, I'm just not expecting it to go back to, like, whole cloth factory settings, which is what it sounds like you are expecting. No, I, I'm not thinking. I just think that if there's stuff from this run that's going to be referenced it's going to be minor stuff like i don't know if you'll ever see badge as a blue lantern ever again oh i I definitely think we will um i don't think you're gonna see simon in that costume ever again oh i definitely think we will because what else do they have to do with simon what are you what are you saying i don't (laughs) what is this hill you're dying on i'm not (laughs) not dying on this hill i'm just, just you're, I'm just baseball pilled right now. I'm just reading about the Brewers' upcoming season while you guys argue. <laughs> Have at it, boys. No, again, I can be totally proven wrong here. I just think this is. I'm trying to think of another run that that feels like this to me, and I'm blanking right now. But there's a every couple of years, there's a character that has their book go off in this direction, and then we just kind of. We reference it now and then, but we kind of forget most of what happens there. And we certainly don't pick up where everything left off. If, if Every- you could give me a single example, I would maybe like go along with your See, theory. I think the Venditti run is actually the perfect example here. Because, yes, I guess the general state of Oa is, is referenced here. But like how in this book is not fundamentally changed by anything that happened in the Venditti run. How's not like fundamentally changed by anything that has ever happened to him ever? He's a himbo. Fair. He is a himbo. He um, just things happen to him and he goes, okay. But even, I, even, even like the John Stewart, right? So the last time John Stewart was a major character was in the like pre-death metal justice league. Nothing from that run affected the John Stewart in this at all. We pick up there. There, there is a, there is a basic shape of John Stewart that whenever you start a new book okay. with him, that you're, shape, t- you're talking about like character, like, experiences versus but that, like but that shapes the comics. Were, but versus what costume they're wearing at the time no i'm not saying that because i feel like i feel like so, you are though because okay, i'm okay. saying i'm just saying all of these characters are going to come back wearing the same costumes that they're wearing at the end of this comic <laughs> that's literally the only thing that i'm saying then why are we fighting about this who cares about I the costumes what, are I, we fucking comic vine? I don't understand why we're fighting about it but i like i just you i i i also don't understand why you uh, think okay that. Uh, okay okay i'm gonna put it in video game terms because that's all you fuckers understand so uh, uh, <laughs> i think that at a certain like there are certain save points in the dc universe mm-hmm. where characters never really go back to before the save point but everything between that save point and if they die before the next save point it goes back to that do you understand what i'm saying what okay uh, you so see like, in from soft yeah. games Oh, fuck you. You, you, you dropped your. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. I don't think this is a save point for Green Lantern. For 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 which? For the entire for the entire Green Lantern family of books or family of so, characters. I guess I just like I'm I'm just going to go like full pedant here. Like, so do, like, do you expect like the next Green Lantern comic to just be. You like keep talking a... about the power battery of the Guardians. 
I don't know about that stuff. But I mean, I that's like the that's like the status quo. Like that's really all I'm talking about. Is just like when we pick up from the next on the next front, it's going to be this configuration of the Green Lantern Corps. I I don't think so. I really don't. But why? Because this didn't work very well. Number one, and number two, because it DC gives you hints. Like what I was going to say before was think about Shadow War for a second, okay? Shadow War, there's a very specific bit of dialogue where Bruce and Damien are talking about Alfred dying in the Tom King run. And you need to be aware of what happened there for that to fully for that to fully inform the story you're reading now. Like there is a continuity that you cannot just cut out the Tom King run as much as we would like to maybe because those moments are important to the overall Batman story. I don't think this is going to be one of those stories. I think that future stories can cut this out and it's not going to matter. I a hundred percent agree with you, but I also don't think that the next story is just going to act like it didn't happen. I don't know if it actually didn't happen, but it will certainly diminish most of this. Well, I don't think that that's probably wrong only because I think the story will progress and like certain things won't matter. But I do think that like the next Green Lantern comic will be like Hal will probably be the leader and Simon will be in this new role. And I do think that we'll probably still have different lantern corps members on oa i th- I, I think that's probably going to be a big thing moving forward maybe not like a big thing but i do think that that will be part of the status quo because i do think that dc is getting ready to do like a big green lantern push in the next few years and i bet they're going to want the lantern corps stuff to be front and center because that's like one of the only things about green lantern that's worked in the past 10 years sure uh so, like, I think all of the pieces that are at in this at the the end of this run will like be foundational to whatever the next run is. Do I think that like the next writer will pick up on every single like run with every single thread? Like, do I think that Simon Baz will be an important character in the next writer's run? No, not necessarily. But I think that like I don't think he'll just be regular old Simon Baz anymore either. I don't think he'll just be like a normal green lantern um just because i think dc purposefully like with this story is trying to like let creators differentiate these earth lanterns so they're not all the same character i think that is in dc's best interest and they oh i i'm not saying dc should ignore this i I hope that's not what i'm what i'm coming across as saying I, i i am always in favor of yes ending a run Right. Like, I think that even if the run before it is garbage, you can't just forget that it that it happened. You have to work within the confines that the person gave you that you are then going to run with. And so I hope that this stuff all continues just because that's what's good for comics is to have all this stuff just continue on. Right. Um, I just don't have any confidence in that. I really think we're not going to see Joe for a while. I really think we're not going to see Simon for a while. I- Joe's in dark crisis. Oh, I forgot Joe because doing the future state thing, right? Okay. Um, so ignore that. But I don't think we're going to see Simon for a while. I don't think we're going to see Oa for a while. I think we're just going to let this all kind of sit for a bit. 
And when it's picked up, we're going to forget all the things that happened here. And all that's going to be left is the uh, stuff. That I'll, we really I'll never forget. About. Sure. I'll never forget. But that, that's really, that's really, I guess that's my, I'm going to become here. the, I'm going to become a DC Twitter reply guy. And I'm going to say like, where's blue lantern badge every time that DC <laughs> posts anything on Twitter, release the thorn cut. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, th- th- this is yeah. a lovely argument, but we've been talking for far too long. Um, you, you guys think that Christian Yelich can get back to his 2018 MVP? Absolutely not. Yeah, um, probably not. Real what quickly, other books did we even read this week? We read Superman, Son of Kal-El 10 by was, Tom Taylor. It was and fine. It was, it was fine. It was very good. I like the ending. I love yeah. Lois tricking uh, Lex with a painted robe. <laughs> That yeah, excellent. that was that was very Lois Lane of her. Yes, we read uh, Sandman Universe Nightmare Country number one by James. Oh, I guess we fourth. do need to talk Emma about Sandra, that. Esther do we? Esther, Jesus, Estherin. There we go. Um, I that was I, that was fine. I had a thing I wanted to say about that. Say it. Um, I generally like Tynion pretty well, but like. That opening monologue, we talk about like comic book characters being psychotic. The comic opens up with someone asking their date if they like remember any of their dreams from when they were young. And then this character launches into like a four page monologue about every dream she's ever had. And that seemed like a little bit much. And then they boned. And then they boned, and he might be a serial killer. I didn't get did that I, vibe. Did I miss it? Well, they the Corinthian said that he took the parts of the other one, kept kept the parts, and then we see that character, the girl that he's with, like in his dream, she is like murdered. Her face is ripped off. Yeah. I didn't understand the thing that happened in this. So <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't I took like that it. as just meaning like in his he did that in his dream, but that was I, not. He's not a serial killer. It's just how his dream I, I don't know. It was weird. It was not a very. Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> no, it's. I have less than no interest in Sandman comics at this point the, in my the, life, the, which is crazy to me. The, but yeah. the four-page dreaming interlude with Yannick Paquette art. I was I was here there for that. That was good. It, the art was very good, but it also felt like um, it felt like Tynion doesn't even know what the point of the Corinthian is. Like, like why he exists. Yeah. Fair. I mean, Fair. I don't, I don't either. I'm not claiming I do. Um, it's the Corinthian is like all anyone can tell me about the Corinthian is just, he's a weird, nasty freak that the dreaming created to be like a bad dream. And nobody knows why. Yeah. I know I've read that arc of, of Sandman that introduces the Corinthian, but I, I can't remember what, what happened or why it happened. So yeah. I also don't know why if you get a chance to do a Sandman comic, why you want to do why that your go-to is to do a Corinthian story. Because I don't think you're allowed to touch different strokes. Well, but you can do the, you can do uh, like, there are just like other more interesting things. Like there have been dreaming comics that are more, sure, more interesting than, than this. Um, but I don't know. Tynion likes some twisted stuff, so he does. 
And the last comic we read was Wonder Woman 786 by Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan, illustrated by Rosie Campy and Becky Cloonan. Yeah, and the trial starts and it stops instantly. <laughs> yep. My I liked big... it, though. You liked it? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't care for it. I thought it was fine. My was big a... note on this is that... I'm sorry, Vince, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, this whole thing that we're doing about, like, they're not actually doing the trial. Well, sorry, guys, that's comics because the real... Uh, this is trial, Ten of Swords because the real trial is the friends we made along the way, and the way that the the way that the um, Amazons are going to win is by teaming up and not actually fighting against one another. I and am, I, I am not as hung up on the but the trial isn't happening stuff. You mention issue. it every fucking no, week. I said in this issue. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me right. fucking finish because they're actually <laughs> doing something in this issue. Yes, and it's quite good. It's like it's like a sword and sorcery adventure. But it's uh, like but a will, D&D campaign. It's fine. But I, I will say this, which is that I do not. This does not feel like an event to me. That is mm. my biggest takeaway from this. It feels I, like I maybe agree with that. Yeah. It feels like an arc in Wonder Woman. And that's fine. I, that is not a judgment on this. But this is supposed to be like the big Wonder Woman arc. And it just feels like an Wonder Woman event rather. And this doesn't feel like an event to me. I think it, it feels like a crossover, though. Yeah, it's, but, it's just like Amazon Attack. Amazon's attack. It's the same thing. Sure. <laughs> That's <laughs> much know. better than that. It is much better than that. I know. I'm I'm being Yeah. I'm being a stinker. Uh and then I was yeah, this is definitely the best issue of this event though so far. Yeah. Um Yeah, pro- that's probably true. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this show. We talked about two comics an awful lot. Zach and I got pedantic and probably agree with each other more than we realized, but that's okay. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's go Brewers. Yeah, sure. Go. I, I'm I'm stalling for time here, Vince. So that you, uh, <laughs> he probably does here. need time because the books aren't in the box. Yet. Yeah, because they're not in the they're that's not what, in the box. That's, that's why I'm stalling for time. All right. All right. It is Justice League 75 week, I think. Well, it was for a short, <laughs> supposedly <laughs> it was for a, a short amount of time, right? Like they were, they were, they were in the box for a little peek it... behind the curtain there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ah, see, <sighs> fuck. Okay. I think this is right. Are you on League of Comic Book? I am. I am, but they're okay. they're like off by a week. They don't it doesn't match up with what so we've got. Sometimes that happens and you have to refresh. Yeah. Okay. This is really stunning radio here. Truly. No, see that didn't <sighs> Um No, because then this doesn't have Brian, you're gonna have to edit that. Oh, I know. This, this, does, this doesn't have jail. Are we sure jail it might have got, Maybe it got moved. Maybe that's mm, why. Maybe, maybe that's, that's why it's out of the box. Yeah, let's see. Okay. Oh, well, I, I have the rest of the stuff there. Give me got... one second. We're gonna have to edit this anyway, so let me just do one thing here. Okay. Looks like this is coming out April 26th now. Mm, yep. Okay. So it got changed. Yep. Well, I, I do have the other books then. All right. So uh, let me just do this. Hang on. Yep. Clap, snap. Yep. All right, Vince, what comes out next week? 
uh, Nightwing number 91. The fl- they're, they're not in alphabetical order, which is very bad thing for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Flash number 781. Catwoman number 42. Uh, Batman Superman World's Finest number two. Batman the Night number four. I already don't remember what that is. Um, Robins number six. Catwoman Lonely City number three. Blue and Gold number eight. Trial of the Amazons Wonder Girl number two. Uh, Wonder Woman Evolution number six. Um, and that's it. Earth Prime number two, Superman and Lois. We don't we don't acknowledge that. <laughs> light week. Yeah, it is a light week, but uh, some stuff got shifted around. So, you know, yeah. we'll see how it goes next time. But anyway, if you need to find two thirds of us, uh, some of us on Twitter. I'm at Twitter at Brian is an app. And I am at Walker Fox. If you need Vince, he is buying into the fallacy that Christian Dallas will be good again. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I was I was very open in my questioning. Okay. I'm not buying it one way or another. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. As always, folks, back next week. And uh, take care. It would be really funny if this was like a... Um, portrait of dorian gray situation where these songs are not on the digimon soundtrack but when we mention them them, they become on there